Want to start your own podcast? Anchor makes it super easy. Here's what you need to know about Anchor. Most importantly, it's free. Second, there are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to numerous platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a quality podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or visit anchor.fm to get started. Sarah Monte, CEO of Quidex, is a young, energetic, and consummate entrepreneur experienced in running small businesses, ranging from branding, lending, imports, and crowdfunding. Eugene Asiedu, CTO, is a computer science and software developer experienced in building applications. Sarah and Eugene came together to create Quidex, Ghana's biggest agricultural crowdfunding platform that gives everyday people an opportunity to own part of the value in agriculture. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Before I get into the interview with our guest, I would like to shout out Endgame, the strategy company in Abuja, Nigeria. Endgame is an integrated strategy, technology, marketing, and creative agency that has been a great friend to the podcast. If you are looking for a strategy and marketing company to help you with your business, check them out at endgamehq.com. Now let's turn it over to our guests. So I'll allow our guests to introduce themselves and to tell us a little bit about their background and their business, Quidex. So Eugene, how about you start by introducing yourself and introducing your CEO and tell us about Quidex, what Quidex does and the problem that Quidex is solving. Okay, thank you very much, Michelle. My name is Eugene Oforiesiedu. Um, I live in Ghana. Uh, I've, I've lived in Ghana my whole life. Um, I have a background in computer science, programming especially, and mobile applications development to be very, very specific. So um, I completed um, high, um, the university way back in 2017 with um, a Bachelor of Science degree in computer science. And I picked up the interest of programming right before entering um, the university, but then I had had a thing for computers way back when I was very, very small. My daddy introduced me to computers and then I've developed so much interest in it. Um, I, I, I liked computers because um, uh, it, it did something very, very um, special to me, you know, as in you put in something, it's, it's able to process it and then give you give you back some, some information or data. Yeah, so that, that's how I became very acquainted with computers and then also developed a lot of interest in programming, and then yeah, here I'm, here I'm developing solutions. Yeah, and I'm very happy. So about that. introduce your 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 CEO, and and tell us about your relationship, how you met, and how you decided to work together um, okay. in creating this app and this business. And then tell us what the business is all about. Okay. Um. So um, I have here with me Serum. Serum is the CEO of Quidex. Serum Coffee Manti. This is um, full name. Um, I met Serum way back in SHS, in infant spam school, those who know about 
um, our secondary schools in Ghana. Yeah, one of the best schools in Ghana. <laughs> yeah, so I met Young there. We're in the same class. We had the same course in um, secondary school. We completed. Came to the university. Came to the same university, but then he read a different um, a different course, and I read computer science. He read um, fishes, fisheries, and marine science, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he had he had this thing for business. He 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 started running business way back in um, high school. Yeah. So Siam has been a businessman from high school, but came to the university to read about fishes, about the uh, marine space, and then right after that, he spoke to me about an idea. Right after school, he spoke to me about Quidex, and I decided to join and come together with him to build this particular platform. Now, what Quidex does is that. Um, Serum way back in. So um, let Serum introduce himself a bit, and then okay. we can go into yeah, how you guys came together to start okay. Quidex. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so everyone knows my name now, but I'll mention it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Serum, Serum, Serum. My name is Serum. Um, I have a background in oceanography, marine sciences, and fisheries. Um, I majored in something called petrology, and that's what I did in the university. Um, I mean, well, it was it was a good four-year run. I, I got to learn a few things, but uh, my passion has always been in business. And I started running businesses, building and running businesses from 2012, say the age of 17, if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah. And so were you one of those kids in school like making money off the other kids on the playground? Yes. yes <laughs> that that was me. And I mean, I got, I got, I got liked for it, and I got hated for it. But hey, I, I like what I was doing. Um, I actually stumbled upon business um, back in school, um, because I, I got, I got someone bullying me, and some seniors where they will come and take your money, and then you had no money. And I started flipping paraphernalia, souvenirs, school souvenirs. And once I started doing that, I saw, hey, well, there's an opportunity here, so why not explore it? And then that's why I started. Um, doing. So it started from paraphernalia, then it went to imports. Um, so we're importing stuff from China to Ghana. To what type to of stuff were you importing? Um, we're importing little jewelry, pen drives, um, little electronic stuff, some calculators, things students will use. Then mm -hmm. I did a bit of events, you know, organizing like parties, jam, jams, some those kind of things on a very small scale. Then once I got to the university, I started doing um, money lending to government officials, some government officials, okay, um, or government workers. And this, the type of lending I was doing to them was personal, um, personal loans. loans. Yeah. Yes, yeah. personal small loans. And that's what I was doing. Um, right after that, I played a bit with crowdfunding because um, back in school, I was looking for money myself to start another business and the banks wouldn't give me and I figured, hey, why there should be a better way. And I drafted something only to realize that oh, crowdfunding has been there for 10 years and I was late. But anyway, that was fine. It was a good learning. They say better late than never, right? Yes, yes, yes. Better late mm -hmm. than never. Yeah. And never late is better. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after that, I met Eugene. Again, I contacted him. You know, we were at the same place um, at the university same um, halls or like on campus and we, we used to meet to play games a lot so I told him about this and he told me to come to see him later I never did but when it got so critical I had to go back to him and I shared with him what we were doing and what I wanted to do and yeah was he was ready for it from the start 
So basically what we do is connect finance, financing to the players in the agricultural space. So we are talking farmers, agribusinesses, um, aggregators, anyone in the agricultural space that needs finance to expand their business and go about their daily operations, working capital for agribusinesses. And then we link everyday people like us um, who are not experts in the agricultural field, but want to make some little extra money or make impact or both. You want to make money and impact at the same time. You could fund agricultural projects on our platform and um, you could see it work out nicely. So basically that's what we do I'm at Codex. We connect agribusinesses to everyday people for returns at the end of a specified period. So Quidex is basically a crowdfunding platform for agricultural SMEs. Yes. Right? Yes. So Eugene, or either one of you, walk me through the business model for Quidex. Who, who can invest in Quidex and how, how do they, they make money? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So let me start with the simple stuff. Anyone at all could invest in Quidex. Anyone at all could invest in projects on Quidex. All you need to do is to get onto the Quidex platform, browse through the available projects and fund using mobile money. That's if you're in a part of the world or Visa card or MasterCard, or you could do a, a bank transfer to um, an account that could be used for the farmers. So basically that's that. But the model is a marketplace essentially that has agribusinesses and farmers on one end and then funders or investors or sponsors on the other end. And then what Quidex does is just link them. You know, There's the opportunity, you like it, you pick it. You don't like it, move to the next one. You don't like anything on the platform, go and come back another time, you find something you like. So, <laughs> that, you know, yeah. So, so basically so, that's the model. Wonderful. So to, to bring this thing together and bring it to life, hmm. tell me individually the roles that each of you play and the strength that you bring to this partnership. So Eugene, um, what do you bring to the partnership? Cause he said, you know, you talked to him and you said, come back, he didn't come back. What made him come back? <laughs> um, okay, I, I think the reason why he came back will, will be his, his part to, to narrate. But for what um, I, I do on Codex is, um, I, I handle every, everything te technical on the platform or on, on the business, uh, about the business. So from our mobile application that we are we are still developing to our web application, making sure our technical needs are met and everything. So, so you're I, the I, tech guru behind the idea. Yes, yes, please. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So every, every everything tech you would, you would think about. So if, if somebody goes to the platform and then is able to sign up, I'm the, the go-to person to contact. If yeah. if somebody wants to find and it's not, it's not working, I'm the go-to person. Every Everything tech I, I handle, yeah. Yeah. And, and so me, Sarah, why did you need Eugene? Like, why was Eugene the guy to bring this idea to life with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I think I mentioned earlier that I've known Eugene for a long time. And back in school, I mean, when we were in secondary school, when we were kids, Eugene had this attitude. So of, I don't want to offend either one of you, but you do still look like it. Oh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> you guys are, so I just want the listeners to know that. <laughs> They're very young, they look young, and it's just wonderful to see young people on the continent with lots of amazing and creative ideas really coming together and putting those ideas to the market. So just yeah. letting you know. Yeah, so no yeah. offense, guys. No, 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 no I, it's, it's fine. fine. I mean, I think it's a compliment, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's fine. So like I mentioned, 
yeah, I'd known Eugene and he had this spirit of doing stuff, making things happen. You know, back in school, Eugene would never say, no, I won't, I can't do it, it won't work. He was the person that would always say, oh yeah, I'll do it. And you think he wouldn't do it, but by the time I realized he's done it, you know. So I had that at the back of my mind, but I didn't go to him earlier because I thought he was with, he was busy with other people and other stuff because he was building platforms for the Ghana police service, yeah. a lot of government institutions in Ghana, you know, revenue authority and all of those things. So I thought he was busy and I just kept on going around and around. Okay, how do I get this to work? Finally, I just said, okay, come on, just go to Eugene's room, talk to him again. And when I got there, he was there and yeah. Yeah, we started again. I mean, we just got, got together and then started running. And what I do at Quidex, yeah, what I do at Quidex is basically to make sure Quidex doesn't sink, okay? And some people may call me a hustler because I talk and I make sure that, well, there are strategies in place to make sure that we get um, people coming through the door every time and allowing them to stay. So you can't- No, you're just, a, you're just an entrepreneur who knows the hustle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, hustler. <laughs> it's a good word, by the way. So, yeah. So that's what I do: strategy, business development, and and everything in between to make sure that Quidex doesn't die off. You know, and actually, we are not. We are not. We are. We are. We are. We are the main aim is to make sure this grows to be as big as possible. You know, the thing that has been done. Things have been done technology-wise for communication, for um transport and accommodation and social media and all of that, but very little has been done for food. And I think it's time to focus on food and agriculture and make things work there, you know. So yeah. let's talk about that. So we all know that agriculture is important for um, many African economies, but it's a, section, it's a sector that has really struggled for yeah. a variety of reasons. We have lots of smallholder farmers, um, who are players in the market, um, mm -hmm. a lot of um, sort of rain-fed agriculture and you can't control the rain. You mm -hmm. have lack of access to the right inputs. You have lack of access to financing. There's so many different factors that play a role. Yeah. Tell me what part of that myriad of problems within that sort of um, the ag sector are you trying to solve? Oh, okay. So uh, we are trying to solve the part of finance. And if you look at the whole chain critically, that's the first step. You know, there can be inputs and all the technology for climate and, um, and turning people from smallholder farmers to okay. big farmers. But without money, I mean, you can't do anything. And look at the issues we have here in Africa um, is primarily money. I mean, that's, that's the starting point and they're focusing on it. And gradually we, we think we will we'll be able to surmount that challenge of access to finance by these farmers. Yeah, Eugene? Yeah, I think um, I also share the same thoughts because um, we, we, we took finance as, as um, a place where we want to um, turn, turn things around and then that is where our focus has been. Even though we have other plans to um, go into other sectors like markets and other places. We, we want to get a, a, a grab on the finance the finance section or the sector, that particular sector, and then make sure we level every every um, um, round and then make, make it a very good playing field for every smallholder farmer. 
So before you guys tell me about your grand plans to scale and grow, tell me mm. about how you actually got to market, where you got the money from to actually. So I know Eugene does a lot of the building as the sort of engineering architect behind getting the app working and, and all of that. But all business requires access to finance, as you said. You do need some startup capital. Where did yeah. the startup capital come from that you guys use to start Quidex and bring it to market so that you have a product out there that you can onboard, you know, SMEs and farmers on for people to invest into? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, in 2018, we raised um, like a grant sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, where, where, did this, where did these grants or this grant come from? Well, it came from DAI Global. DAI Global, and it was in collaboration with Cosmos Energy, that's an oil company in Ghana. And what Cosmos Energy was doing back then was, or is still doing, is finding young people interested in running businesses. And then um, if your business is scalable, it, it could work, you, you, you can pitch to them and get some money to start. And luckily for us, we managed to raise um, $10,000. Um, in our space, in the tech ecosystem or the tech space, $10,000 is really, really small. But considering that it's a grant, it was a grant and weren't required, like no strings attached sort of thing. And it was really helpful to actually make us build um, our MVP, our very first um, um, product, test it in the market, and then now have real users use it and give us feedback and all of that. So yes, that's what, that's what we did. Um, 2018, I think in October or November or something, we, we raised $10,000. But we didn't, I mean, have access to that money till January 2019 or February 2019. So yeah, yeah, that was it basically, yeah, yeah. $10,000. So what's the what's the revenue generating um, model for Quidex for you? How, how are you guys, how is Quidex making money? Oh, cool, cool, cool. So Quidex makes money, um, Two commissions. When we charge ten percent commissions on any amount you raise on on, on the Quidex platform. Um, so far, I think we are hovering at around five hundred thousand in um, transactional volume, um, and we charge a ten percent commission on that for for that transactional volume. And um, basically, it does that? It's, it's a it's a commission based um, model. So you raise money, the commission comes to Quidex. You get your money to do your work. You pay the funders back. With, with the updates, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how has business been going so far in terms mm -hmm. of revenue generation for the business? Okay, well, um, so far, so far, so good. Um, plan was to start small. So everything we had in, in our minds um, sort of played out nicely because we, we always thought that, you know what, start small, get to understand how people feel about this and then we build from there. And that's exactly what, ha what happened. In 2018, we had gone the whole year doing um, research and going about and all of that. We basically made zero, you know. Um, I think in 2019, first month or something, we had raised one Ghana CD. If in dollars, it's less than one cent or something. Small, mm -hmm. small, very small money, the whole month. Um, by the end of 2019, we had raised some amounts, not too much, but the beginning of 2020 was the turnaround period. Um, some people may call it a product market fit. 
um, I still think, no, we are not really there yet because sometimes you get false positives and all of that. But from January 2020 till now, we've got a lot more people using the platform, a lot more engagement, a lot more money coming in, the sizes are becoming bigger. You know, back then it was new. So everybody would say, okay, take $10. In few months time, if the farmer does the work and pays back, I would fund again. And a few months time came, farmers paid back, and now $10 turned to 1,000, 1,000 turned to 10,000, 10,000 is turning 50,000. And so that's that's the narrative. You know? What's the highest ticket size of an investment that has been made and clicked so far? I think someone has done 80,000 pounds at a point, 80,000 pounds. And that went to an aggregator. He supplies grains to Guinness um, in the country. and. It's, it's quite huge, you know, so, mm-hmm. so that seems more like a sure bet because there is a guaranteed buyer yeah. at the end of it. So, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 80,000 pounds. Yeah, if I'm that's that's why I can recall. I may I may go and check, and then there's something more than that. Side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 80,000 pounds from someone. And cool thing about Quidex, um, anyone at all from any part of the world could invest or could fund. Because this particular big ticket person is not Ghanaian, actually. He managed just up, stumbled upon Quidex, gave us a call. I spoke to him a few times. He said, hey, I think what you are doing can work. Yeah, take 80,000. Um, but we had to do our due diligence before taking the money. Well, of course, due diligence is important. So you you, you have this platform, you're on, you're on this podcast. Uh, people from you know different places are going to listen to it. How would you pitch them about you know why Quidex is a good place for them to invest? Like in terms of what, what's the development impact and what's the financial return impact for, for a potential investor? Cool, 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 cool. That's, that's a really great question. Um, so not to be salesy or be, be, be a marketing person, but- No, go ahead uh, and be salesy. I'm giving you the opportunity to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be as um, um, authentic as yeah. possible. Every CD that comes to a farmer in Ghana affects at least three people. The dependency ratio in Ghana is three to one, okay? And so every city that gets to our platform to these farmers affects at least three people. So far, over 2,500 farmers have benefited from using Quidex, even though the projects on Quidex hover around say 50 or 60, but the number of farmers that the money has gone to it's way over 2,000. So it's an yeah. exponential impact for each exactly. project that's supported exactly. on the platform. Exactly. This year, we are, we are, we are targeting at least 10,000 10, farmers. And once you push your money into something like Quidex, I mean, think about it. The returns are, okay, well, good, depending on where you are coming from, you know. So um, between three to 12 months period, you could make anything from 15% to 30% between three to 12 months period. And Quitex doesn't impose the returns on, 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 on the farmers. The farmers decide, you know, say, hey, I go maize, I can give you 10%, 15%, 20% in a certain period. And they are the ones that decide, you know, Quitex doesn't um, impose the returns on them. So when it gets to, Quidex is a, it's like a community sort of thing. You know, you get you get onto it, you you get to know the stories of these people, these farmers or funders. We, we take them to an approval process. 
And aside making money, if that's what you're interested in, you're actually impacting the lives of people, you know, who really need that money because the banks will not give them that money. And microfinance institutions will tell them that, hey, go and bring the land as a collateral before, you know, the paperwork is too much. And for Credex, it's really simple. Get on the platform, share your story, and that's it, you know. Then we do so, agree them. So tell me, guys, how are you sharing your impact stories with with would-be or potential investors? How are you getting the word out? How are you, what compelling stories are you putting out there about the impact of Quidex? And if they, you know, want to be a part of that impact story. Cool, 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 cool. So what we've done so far, remember we mentioned that we wanted to start small and move and all of that. Mm -hmm. What we've relied on heavily is stories from the users themselves. So we allow you to say, use the platform, and then you share your story with whoever your friends, your family, um, you share on social media and all of that. And that's, that's how we've been putting the word out. But aside that, we do a little social media um, push once in a while um, just to show what we are doing. But, and yeah, basically that's that, you know. So, so tell me, so, so right now you're running off of that initial $10,000 grant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so incrementally, you've just been using, you know, revenues to reinvest and and and, and keep going. Exactly, so yeah. tell me about your your big plan. Where do you see Codex going? Good. So um, Codex now runs only in Ghana. The problem Codex is tackling, which is access to finance, affects at least 100 million smaller farmers in Africa, and that's where we want to get to. And this year, hopefully, our platform should be open to farmers across or agribusiness people across um, the, the continent, especially with these new um, initiatives that have come with um, the continent, African free trade, mm -hmm. continental free trade agreements and all mm -hmm. of that. It should make things easy for, say, someone in Uganda to raise money and then do his project and then move his goods from Uganda to, say, Nigeria and have, have people fund from, say, South Africa or some other African country. So, so th that's the big plan to go regional, go to the whole of Africa and then have um, projects being created and have funding come in and all of this. Yep. So, Unless I didn't say right, Eugene, did I know something? Yeah, I think, I think that's that you, you mentioned everything, everything. So our, our plan is to scale this to reach a, a whole lot of farmers because we, we don't see Quidex as a solution to um, um, a problem just in Ghana, mm -hmm. but um, a solution to a problem every smallholder farmer, at least every smallholder farmer is facing in Africa. So our plan is to make sure every every smallholder farmer gets access to the platform and be able to raise funds to support whatever he or she he or she is doing. And then I think, yeah, that is where we realize we've, we've done what we are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So what's your, what's your fundraising strategy? What kind of funding are you pursuing? And maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're just still working on, you know, getting people to, to invest into the businesses that are listed on, on, on Quidex. So what's your, like, what's the, what's the stage of, of your strategy as you're trying to, to roll it out? Because I know you're, you're the strategy guy. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we are at the seed stage, okay? We're actually um, going out raising um, $100,000 now for 10% of Quidex. 
and, and we've sent word out to a few investors. Um, we, 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 our data room is prepared, like we have all the documents that need to be in place for these investors. And uh, we are willing to take the shot, um, 10%, $100,000. And that could take us for say 18 to 24 months. And by that time we should, um, we should have hit like three times, three X of that that amount, you know. And yeah, that's 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 the strategy, and that's the stage we are at now. We are at the seed stage, or still pre-seed, depending on what you want to call it. But mm -hmm. we've done ten thousand dollars. We are we've been profitable. We are profitable, and now we want to. We are only taking the money because we want to expand. Want to reach. Um, want to do ten thousand transactions. Ten thousand more transactions. Um at an average of a thousand dollars, you know, um, across, I mean, within this 24 months or from now to 24 months time. And we want to use the hundred thousand dollars for that, basically. So, you know, I think it's, 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 it's nice to see young entrepreneurs sort of getting into problem solving some of the problems that have been longstanding on the, the continent, such as in agriculture and access to finance for agriculture, what advice would you give to, to other young entrepreneurs who are thinking of getting in the game, getting into entrepreneurship? What would you advise them about discouragement and dealing with fear? What advice would you provide? You know, you seem like a pretty fearless kind of guy. You know, you've been flipping and, and hustling since day one. So is entrepreneurship sort of like an innate thing in some people? And, or, or is it something that can be learned? Because Eugene has this definite skill set, which is, you know, on the technology side. And you are the kind of guys like, wherever the money reside, that's where I want to reside, right? <laughs> that's where I'm going to find those opportunities. So well, before, before you answer that question around discouragement and fear, I want to get into this one about collaboration because I know collaboration isn't always something that is very strong amongst um, youth entrepreneurs on the continent for, or any, you know, or lots of people for a variety of reasons. People think that they're going to, somebody else is going to steal their ideas and, you know, but what advice would you give on collaboration for people who are thinking about getting into entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. about both the 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 challenges of, of collaboration and the opportunities of collaboration yeah 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 you just yeah stuff is, uh, right, i have so, a lot to say but yeah i have something very simple to share so and um, the one thing about collaboration is um it can be good and it can be very bad you know depending on who you are entering or going into that collaboration with when um cm when cm met me cm knew what i could um, bring to the table We've been friends and then we, we've known each other. We, we know our differences and then where not to step on some, um, each other's toes, you know. But when it comes to um, um, bringing value to the business, you should know who you're going in for, which um, I think you, you, the person going in for, that person should know what the person can bring to the table. Um, if things went wrong, what, what, how you guys can come together and then resolve things. And then I think if you form a very, very good, partnership or collaboration now it will, will be very very key to your business it's, it's, it's very key to every every single business collaboration you should do it right yeah so I'm, i'll leave it to you to be sharing so make sure that you're picking the right partner but yeah, how do you sure. know who's the right partner sam take it away yeah, yeah, yeah um i mean jump into that question how do you know 
um, who the right partner is. And I think you should look out for a certain, a few cues. Okay, so, and that particular trait of knowing who the right person is, is probably a bit in it because you see yourself and then you say, okay, I can do X, Y, Z. What can't I do? You'll be true to yourself and find what you can do in the next person. And probably the next person also wants to do, I mean, work with you or something. And so you can team up and do that work. But on the other side of collaboration, where you're not collaborating with, say, the people you're working with, but um, like other businesses and all of that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sure way to scale. You know, there are people that have scaled their businesses purely through collaborations, you know, um, running on existing systems, existing establishments. Of course, you can shoot yourself in the foot with some of these collaborations, but what is life anyway? Take that, take that, take that shot, take that chance. And what have for the young people or other people, people like me, fear is sort of an illusion, of course. I think um, it's usually because we don't, people don't know what is at the other side, that's why they're afraid. But once you know that, hey, no matter what, you'll be fine. And in fact, actually, no matter what, we'll be fine. If you look at it in the, in the grand scheme of things, we'll be fine. We'll be lost, probably forgotten, but still go for it. Go for it. So, how should uh, they deal with discouragement? Let's see, because oh, yeah. you mentioned fear, right? And sometimes you, we can, when we're trying something new, we can get discouraged by even people who love us, like family and friends, right? And it's because they are afraid for us as well because they want us to succeed they don't want us to fail they don't know what's on the other side and they want to 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 spare you that and so they try to discourage you and and tell you all these things especially sometimes with family and i know sometimes in the cases where a person might have a steady job that's bringing in steady mm. income and also the family is afraid that they'll lose access to that income if you take that yeah. risk right and yeah. so they try to discourage you how do you how do you deal with that so, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a personal experience or, or what we did in our situation. When we wanted to start this or do this, everybody said, hey, it won't work. They were blunt. We had investors telling us, I'm never putting money in such a thing. You don't, you guys are inexperienced. You don't know what you're doing. And no one has done that in Ghana. It will not work anywhere. Stuff like that. But um, it's, it's, it's a self-motivation sort of thing. You know, they say, well, we can't get on the moon. Now someone is building stuff on the moon, you know, or we won't be able to fly and there are planes around, you know. So um, that discouragement thing, well, listen to it, but don't let it, don't let it affect you too much, you know, because I mean, the discouragement comes from people wanting the best for, for you. I, I mean, if they are good people, and I don't even believe that. But like no, that some of them are haters, but it's okay. Some <laughs> of them are good people too. Everyone to be a hater, fine. <laughs> That's your problem, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but whatever the case, um, don't let it, don't let it, listen to them because most of the time they've got some truths in it, you know. Absolutely. They're discouraging you because they know that you find this roadblock here, that roadblock there. Listen to it and start strategizing, finding ways you can go around it. But don't let it stop you. Fusion can tell you, I mean, <laughs> no, it won't work, it won't work, it won't work. People, you see, you said that, hey, we look like we are, we are, we are really young. I mean, people looked at my face and said, your colleagues are in school. Why are you doing building a business? Look, look, look at you. You look like you're 12. Yes. Come on, go back to school. And I know that's a particular challenge in Africa where, yeah. you know, where older people tend to dismiss younger people and yeah. they use your age against you. Like, yeah. oh, you are a small boy in short pants. What do you yeah. know? 
you know so that yeah. kind of dismissal is rampant but hold on so there's no failure right there's just learning yeah you just yeah. keep on learning just that some of the learnings are fatal so yeah be careful <laughs> so have you had any fatal learning like what have been some of the most critical learnings that you've had sam since you you started on your entrepreneurship journey from a schoolboy hustling you know in school to now birthing quidex yeah. yeah um i think my my biggest learning is verification okay whatever you have try as much as possible to verify it to the smallest point you can and then move don't spend too all your time doing that but do some form of verification and it will help it will help out um i found that um say maybe a company in china said they could send some stuff to me and i'll later find out that oh they don't even exist or something you know just a little verification and then I, I got to know that oh well it's a fluke or it's, it's a scam or something. So yeah, on my end, um, one of the biggest learnings. Um, I mean, I get to learn every day. I don't. The question is a bit hard because I don't tabulate my learnings. One, this is what you learned to. But remember to verify what you do, all you do, and yeah, you should be good. Yeah, yeah. Eugene, what kind of learning have you had? Uh, yeah. So um, for for me, I mean. Um, in, in the in the particular this particular sector that I'm in or the particular field that I, I I took, you learn every time. You know, yeah, yeah, coding this. So let me, let me share something. We built um, a mobile application way back in 20, um, 2018, Started building and then um, I was very focused on mobile um, Android applications. Wanted to do that and then move quickly to iOS. And then um, I learned I learned Flutter. I, I I realized Flutter could do have one code base that will save both um, iOS and Android. And I switched, you know, you are always learning. You, are, you, are, you should be ready to stop something and then start quickly. You know, that's that's the only way you will you, you skill because yeah. things are changing very fast. You know, yeah. we are in a world where things today, this is here, tomorrow is not there. Or tomorrow is it's one way ahead of you. So you should be very, very ready to learn and then move alongside, move quickly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's tenacity there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> you know. So, what would you say are some core characteristics of an entrepreneur? So you mentioned tenacity. What else? Ooh. Resilience. Yeah. You should be very, very resilient, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's, very. it's probably the most important um, yeah, trait. Yeah. yeah, no matter who you are, because, you know, we have different personality types and different characters, but if you add resilience and some form of discipline to it, Hey, you're good to go, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you, Jen. So you guys have been um, really fun to talk to, and I, I like doing this because I I learn a lot from from every conversation. Are there any final parting words that are or encouragement advice that you'd want to give to, let's say, another? youth entrepreneur listening to this podcast or someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship about your journey so far yeah. um, and as it relates to funding and where you're trying to go because I'm looking forward to in a few years having you guys back on the show to talk about you know where you are and 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 how how big Codex has gotten or you know yeah. if you guys get any any investment or big funding make sure you you guys let me know 
So the thing about advice, I usually try to shy away from it because I, I usually feel, I mean, it's just me. What have I learned? For me, but, I only uh, give advice based on my personal experience and I state that first. And yeah. so love to take it with a dose of salt and add sugar or whatever else you want to it to make it applicable to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could. Okay, so um, let me share a bit of advice. You know, so what? How I've I've seen too from when I started with this um uh, computing journey to building of critics and everything, I I basically see every problem in its minute minute state. You know. Every every single problem is big when when it hits you you know it's big at once but then when it starts when it starts breaking them down you know break the problem down see tackle them little by little eventually you will get there you know Codex has a very big plan we, we have the team has a big plan we we want to get somewhere but then until we start breaking that particular plan down to very 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 smaller um, processes we we will never get there so I think one one and only advice I'll give to anybody out there is anything you are planning to do whatever thing you want to it's it's in your whatever thing in your head you want to bring out for people to use it's big initially but then break it down and then tackle them small small, small little by little and then you get it yeah so chop big problems and challenges down into bite sizes that you can, yeah. can chew on and 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 and, and nibble your way through and, and then and that is, the whole yes. thing. Sure. Another thing is, don't don't ever think it's easy. You know, don't mm-hmm. get so too complacent. Don't don't ever think it's easy. It's it's very very hard, very very hard. And then you should be ready for it. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So just know it's it's hard, and then be ready for it. And then I think you are good to go. Yeah. So one last point before we go, um, what types of in? So you mentioned, um, I guess you're trying to go the impact investment route mm-hmm. with your your business in terms of funder funding that you're looking for are you also looking to in um are you looking at angels as well like what's your strategy yeah. how much of your company are you actually willing to give up because i know that that's a challenge with some of the the young entrepreneurs on the continent that i've mentored in certain countries where you know in the investment environment it's still very nascent in terms of people really understanding all of what comes with getting an investor, an external investor, um, to be a part of your business, you know, it's not like getting a grant. It's not hands off, and they want. Yeah. You've invited somebody to come into. It's like inviting someone to come in your home to live with you. So now yeah. they stay in what goes on in the business and the direction and strategy and and things of that nature. So one of the advice that I give is that. Don't look for external funding unless you're actually ready for it in terms of understanding exactly what comes along with it. So how prepared and ready are you for that in terms of, you know, having to make decisions or do things a little differently than you might have originally conceived it because you now have an investor that's coming in and, you know, the new direction might be a direction that might be more exponential in terms of growth. So it could be for the benefit of the business. So how how prepared are you for that as you seek external investment? Great, great, great. So um, we've had this in mind from the inception of Quidex. You know, um, I mean, after, after a grant, if you want to go through the traditional business 
um, roots you would want to have, your pre-seed, the seed, the CDC, blah, 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 all of that. And um, as of you mentioned how much you are willing to give out. We are looking at, um, for our seed or pre-seed, we are looking at um, having 10% of Quidex um, in exchange for $100,000. And this could be, I mean, 10% of Quidex equity, you know, um, but if, if the if investors if there are some investors listening now and, and they are interested and they want to use um, other financing and means say maybe a convertible note or safe or something and we are we are we are always open for a conversation you know and even with this um, 100 100k we are looking for it could be split into debt and then equity so that um, we could find a way to uh, align push everything together and then make it work so. We've been preparing for it for quite some time now. Um, I guess if people will say, well, if you're profitable, then then go continue along that path. Then as we could continue, we'll, we'll do well here, yeah, we'll be big in Ghana, but Nigeria will not know about us and South Africa will not know about us. And there are people all over that need all of these services. You know, um, some some investors complain that, well, the, 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 the potential markets here is, is not huge. So say when you pick the whole of Africa and then pick say a state in America, the whole of the the the, the amount for the whole of Africa can be smaller than um, that of one state in America. But then is there there are a lot of stuff here that are not documented, so people do not really know, and that gets people to shy away from 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 a potential that could be really really huge. So if you're an investor listening, I think you should consider that part too. That. There's a lot of money that runs through this part of the world that we never document. I don't even know why we do that, but mm -hmm. that's what we came to meet. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they shouldn't shy away from trying to invest in African companies and African businesses. And it would be good to have um, external investors on board who could bring their expertise, especially people that have built and scaled businesses before, or people that have the ex you know, have the network to do that. You know, um, it would really be nice to have that. So. Yeah, you're yeah, looking forward to that. Well, this was a fun conversation and I thank the both of you for coming on and joining me and you know having what was what a quite pleasant conversation. Thank you so much for joining. And to our listeners, thank you for joining and staying, you know, and listening to this conversation that I hope you got value from. If you didn't get what you expected when you started listening to this episode, let us know. We have a survey in the show notes, so check out the show notes. Make sure that if you are interested in being a guest or a sponsor, please contact us at wheresthefunding at gmail.com. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe, stream, download, rate, review, share with your family, friends, whoever you think could get value from this podcast. Thank you and see you for the next episode. Thank you.